Well, amen, amen. Uh, I, today is the last uh, topic regarding the In God We Trust sermon series. I do pray that in the last five weeks, you have been blessed by the topics throughout this theme. And if you haven't or missed one, I do encourage you to go back because we do have the playback option in our Facebook as well as our YouTube channel. Go check it out and uh, be blessed by the messages there. Uh, today, we're going to go into the scripture of the book of John and the gospel book of John, chapter 1. I'm going to be reading from verses 1 through 5. And sometimes when we're trying to understand something or someone, there are times that we have to go back in the very beginning and find out. But in the, the scripture, we talk about Genesis when it deals with uh, the beginning, like in, in the beginning, God created. Today, we're not going to be speaking about that type of beginning. We're going to go into, again, that gospel book of John and uh, we're going to go with verses 1 through 5. I'm reading from the NLT version. So if you have your own Bible, the words may be different, but the words uh, would be up on the screen as well. The Bible says this. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And then goes down, drop down to verse 14. Verse 14 says, So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Let me just pause for a word of prayer. And God, just like Pastor Gil had just mentioned, God, let the words that are going to be uh, spoken today, let it be refreshing to those who are listening, God. Let it be more than refreshing, could be transforming in their lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you are like me, you know, we start out with this gospel book of John that could be one of the most challenging texts in the New Testament. In these first five verses of the gospel of John, we see that there is a progression of thought. They move from the existence of the Word, okay, which is a capital W, the Word, meaning Jesus, okay, and then to the relationship of the word Jesus with God to the identity of the word Jesus as God. In chapter 1, uh, verse 1, it stresses the eternal existence of the word with God, an existence outside the bounds of time in history. The eternal word will not stay outside in history, but will enter into the time-bound world. John affirms that the Word is fully God, just as Paul uh, affirms in Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to be reading from verses 3 to 7. If you could join me, follow in the Bible. Again, that's Philippians chapter 2, beginning on verse 3 to 7. Don't be selfish. Don't try to, uh, to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had, 
Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Amen. So that's what uh, that scripture says. In verse of that six, it says that the passage showed that Jesus was in the form of God and was equal to God. Through this phrase, John states that the word is what God is and what God does. In essence, when someone sees Jesus, they see God. If they hear Jesus, they hear God. The oneness of the word and God means that the revelation spoken and enacted by the word is the revelation of God. Jesus voluntarily laid aside his godly attributes to become human, to become a servant. He gave up his divine privileges to become our Savior. He no longer was ever present everywhere. He was a son of God, but here on earth in human form became the son of man. He became, by being the son of man, he became hungry and thirsty. He experienced pain and struggles. He experienced hate and loneliness. He experienced betrayal and death. The scripture states that he was tempted in every way that we are tempted yet without sin. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, the Bible says, This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do yet. Can you say yet? I'm going to be finding out later on. I'm going to share some yets later. But yet he did not sin. As a son of man, he lived and died. As a son of God, Jesus lived, he died, and he lives again as he rose from the grave and became the first fruits of our resurrection. We have to trust that Jesus is God. When we think of how much Jesus sacrificed for us, the only response can be is gratitude. One of the ways that we can show our gratitude is by accepting him as the model for how we should live our everyday lives. Paul points out to Jesus' sacrifice and humility in this text because he wants us to learn from it. Trusting in Jesus helps us in so many ways. When we wonder what God is like, the answer is to look at Jesus. If we wonder what we should do in any situation, the answer is in form of a question of what would Jesus do? So many of us of the profound and everyday questions we ask ourselves become easier to answer when we remember that Jesus is God. Let me remind you of that first uh, in John chapter 1 verses 4 to 5. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. 
Oh, what powerful words. There was a time when Jesus was uh, speaking with Martha. In John 11, verses 25 to 26, the Bible says that Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live uh, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? In John 3, 16, we are reminded that whoever believes in Jesus will never die but have eternal life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. So we must trust that Jesus is our light and life. Light gives us life because light overcomes darkness. A completely dark room can be overtaken by a tiniest of light. A candle can be seen over two miles in the darkness. Back in 1995, I was 18 years old and I got married and part of getting married, you know, going somewhere, we were going to, my wife uh, was going to go to a place called Action Park you know, over in New Jersey. We had heard so much about it. And so I got into my 1980 Chevy Malibu. And I remember as I was heading over there, you know, was never gone there the very first time that we were doing so. Uh, we had gotten directions from another family member. And on our way there, we had to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that I didn't have. It was a 1980 vehicle. I didn't have a spare tire. And we didn't have the privilege of having a cell phone. We didn't have the, uh, the GPS. We didn't have like the Waze app or Google uh, Maps. Again, we didn't have cell phones, but if you remember, did you remember this uh, type of uh, a phone? That's right, that's what <laughs> that was available. So if you were lucky, you were able to stop there and then try to make sure you had uh, uh, the money, the change to make sure you, you put it in there and you, and you call, or the times that you call collect. Oh, remember those moments that the days, 18 years old, and I didn't want to uh, uh, scare my wife or make her think that I was worried, but in reality, I was because as I'm driving down, we're going miles and miles, and it was an area that it was like in the woods, and it was just pitch black. There were no cars coming in our direction. There were no cars behind us, and I, the only thing I'm able to see is the instruments of the dash panel, and I'm thinking, my goodness. I'm worried because I'm looking at the gas gauge, all right, and to see where we are. I didn't want to let my wife know that I was nervous. Again, um, that's my new wife, and to, can you imagine on the, on the honeymoon trip to already show her that I was already nervous about something? And then it happened. We see something. We see a light all, you know, uh, far away. And I literally said, oh, the, I see the light. And by, great, by, the, by the grace of God, it was actually a, a gasoline station that was open 24 hours. I was able to fill up and then head out. We made it to the direction, to the place that we were going. But why am I telling you that story, ladies and gentlemen? You may, find, you may currently find yourself in the midst of an utter darkness in your life. You don't see anything before you, beside you, behind you. 
Jesus is the only light available to us that will remove all that darkness. God's light helps us to overcome darkness and evil that wants to overtake us during various moments in our journeys in life. Again, that John 1, verse 5, it says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Ladies and gentlemen, once you receive the light of Jesus, do not allow darkness to overtake you. I want us to go into the John chapter 3, verses 18 through 21. The Bible says, There is no judgment against anyone who believes in me. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact, God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear that their sins will be exposed. But those, ladies and gentlemen, but those who do do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not vigilant, if you are not careful, we will constantly live in darkness because our human tendency is that we like darkness more than the light. Jesus is the light and there is no darkness in him. We are to carry that light in the world that is full of darkness. The sins of man takes the grip of our lives and tempts us to surrender hope. It tempts us to surrender love, especially when fears surround us. But the living word of God reminds us that the perfect love casts out fear. The darkness in us makes us think that God will condemn us. But you got to remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to be showing up in the lower part of our screen of Romans, where it says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the spirit of life will give life to your bodies. And forget about the law of sin and of death. We got to remember that your actions speak louder than words. When we say, ladies and gentlemen, we trust in God, yet we hide from him. We say we trust in God, but we use up the tithes and the offerings that belong to him. We say we trust in God, yet when we are buried in the mountain of troubles, we keep trying to dig ourselves out. We say we trust in God, yet when we feel helpless, we don't ask him for help. You see where all the yets are coming in? When we say that we trust in God, yet when we're lost in the dark world, we won't turn toward the light. When we say that we trust in God, 
Yet, when we feel alone and unloved, we don't answer his knock at our door. Yes, we have to deal with the consequences of our actions, and we saw that from the very beginning with Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis. But God still provided a covering for them. We, we, we do have to deal with our consequences. However, we have to understand that God loves you. He doesn't want you to continue living in darkness. You see, there are no secrets when you are trusting in the light. And in fact, that's why Celebrate Recovery is so successful, where people come out of the darkness and begin to live in the light. In the light of Jesus, our sin is exposed and secrets stop. No matter what you've, you've, been, you, what you've done, no matter how foul your thoughts or hurtful your words, God still loves you and will forgive you and will cleanse you if you turn to him and repent. No one is beyond his love. Everyone can trust in that is always available. His love reaches to whosoever. But like anything in this life, eventually there will be an end. The moment will come when Jesus comes down in the blink of an eye. The world as we know it will not be the same. And you may find yourself left behind because you love darkness more than the light. You've probably experienced prison, physically or spiritually. You've probably experienced the worn shackles and chains, literally or figuratively. But oh, when you know, when you know that you've been freed and forgiven, you return to living life that only God, the giver, can provide. Jesus, the word of God, the light and life, when we say in God we trust, we are saying all our hope is in Jesus. We can say thank God that yesterday's gone. Oh, the yesterdays, the moments that we have dealt with darkness, that when we know that we have been forgiven, that yesterday has been gone, it is a new day that God gives us and that we can start fresh and anew because we are free free from the chains and bondage. When you can say that all of our sins have been forgiven, this is the God that has given you his son, one and only Jesus Christ, that we can say in God we trust. That we can say that we've been washed by the blood, the blood of Jesus that was on the cross, that his blood was shed for our sins, that his love is too great. His grace given for all who believe in him. Today, what I want you to do, ladies and gentlemen, after hearing this message, that you can say, God, I trust in you.
I want to trust more in you. God, I'm so sorry that at one point in my life, I did trust. I gave all my life. I did everything I could. And for whatever reason or circumstances, the fears of life have taken my eyes and all of my dedication and commitment to you, God. Let me start anew. Let me start fresh, God. To know that my yesterday's yesterday, God, those are experiences that you can use for the better in my life and the life of others to show how much you've, you've uh, uh, made a difference in my life. So ladies and gentlemen, as I'm gonna be, we're going to be singing a song here today that's titled, All My Hope. So I'm going to take a seat here next to Randy. God bless you, brother. Joined along with the keys on Mr. with Mr. Dale McCall. And wherever you are, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're seated, let it be the sanctuary of your life right here, right now. That you can go to Jesus when we're singing this song. That you can go back to Jesus to go back into the light to know that the sin in your life has caused darkness and you want to make sure that you're living in the light of Jesus Christ in your life, to know that he is our hope. And as we sing this song towards the end, when it says all our hope, and I pray that, you know, throughout this song, you go and speak to God, ladies and gentlemen. He is willing and ready to listen to your pleas. He's ready to listen to your forgiveness and your repentance of your sins. That towards the end, when we come to that chorus, when it says, all my hope, that you can also belt it out wherever you are in your sanctuary, in your altar. I've been healed by the Savior. I feel fire from above. I've been down to the river I ain't the same A prodigal return Oh, my hope is in Jesus Thank God that yesterday's gone Oh, my sins are I've been washed by the blood Cause I'm no stranger to the prison Cause I've worn shackles and chains I've been free and forgiven Yes I have I'm not going back, I'll never be the same, that's why I'm singing. All my hope is in Jesus, thank God that yesterday's gone, all my sins are forgiven. There's a kind of thing that just breaks me Break him down to his knees 
Then you pick me up. Pick me up. And you show me show what me it what? means to be a man. Yeah. Come on and sing. Oh, my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday's gone. Oh, my sins are forgiven. I've been washed by the blood. Come on, say now with us. Oh, my hope is in I pray that as we got to the moment of that all our hope is in Jesus, forgetting what yesterday was, today is a new day, a new you. As a forgiven people that were able to come to the table, the table of communion, remembering what Christ has done. The night before, he gave himself up for all of us, for you, for me. Jesus was eating a meal with his disciples, and in the midst of the meal, he grabbed the bread. He gave thanks. He then broke it. He said, take and eat, for this is my body broken for you. He then took the cup, he gave thanks. He told them, drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's go before the Lord and thanking him for the forgiveness, for the cleansing to take us out of darkness and into the light. Let us pray. God, we thank you. In breaking bread, we remember the body that was sacrificed for us. Remembering the blood and that, was, that was shed for our sins. Remembering, God, that as we repented and confessed of our sins, that we are forgiven and cleansed because you love us so much that you want a relationship with us. We're so thankful. But before we take of the communion today, God, we remember the words that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, and we continue with that tradition when he said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So at this time, ladies and gentlemen, for those of, uh, individuals who are with you in your sanctuary, whether it be a living room or another location, we pray that you've taken the, the elements of bread and of juice. Go ahead and take and share it with those that are their loved ones that are next to you to let them know the body that was broken for them to go ahead and take and eat after doing so to give them the, the juice or the, the, the beverage you have that represents the blood of Christ. Go ahead and drink. And it was shed for all of us. We're so thankful that you allowed us, that you're here in our worship service, wherever you are. That you've been blessed. I pray that you've been blessed by the, the, the music today of the words that touch your life from the prayers, from the time of the message to say that in God we trust. And even though our sermon series ends today, let it be a new beginning for your life. And you can say every morning, God, I trust in you. Lead me to where you need me to go. Let me do what you need me to do. And a great example we can have is in his son, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And sometimes when we start anew, we're, start, we're sometimes wondering, what is our purpose in life? Right, so I encourage you, starting next week, we start a series that's titled Kazone. Talks about visions, talks about dreams and revelation. Join us next week at 9 o'clock. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and, and start registering after our service is done. And lastly, I want to share with you, talking about vision and, and think about later on, in a couple weeks, I'm going to be going on a spiritual retreat. And I'd love to be able to hear from you topics that you haven't heard. Maybe it's, it's uh, stories you haven't heard in a while from the Bible. Or maybe your family has been struggling with something throughout this time. And you need words of encouragement that you haven't received already. Send me an email at the sermon ideas at newhanoverumc.org. That's sermon ideas with an S at the end at newhanoverumc.org. I want to hear from you. That way it allows me to set up sermon series after Easter. Thank you again for joining us today. May God continue to bless you richly. Now, until we see each other again, may his spirit lead you and guide you. Amen and amen. And at this time, we're going to close out today's service with a song that's titled, I Believe.